0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm David. My co-host is Jack. What's up, Jackson?
1: (laughs) Reiwagateki Wokoro, bitches. We are back again. It wasn't (laughs) just (laughs) a one-time thing. I promise.
0: No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely back for good on the regular, making the podcast again.
1: I almost wasn't.
0: Look, I, I understand. I. I decided when I came back I'm gonna drag you back with me jack and that's that's the end of that
1: uh, um, behind the scenes folks this this podcast episode almost didn't exist because because wow oh boy but but it's not just us today david
0: no, There's no, it is not we we managed to. We managed to to sucker, I mean, welcome someone else onto the show, Uh, none other than the founder and managing editor of the Juggernaut Wave Motion Cannon, and host of Senpai Coast to Coast, the incomparable, inimitable Mr. Josh Dunham. What's up, Josh? Thanks for coming on.
2: Holy moly, that's uh, that's quite the introduction. Now I got a lot to live up to. <laughs>
0: you sir nah. are an you sir are an anime entertainment mogul, a mogul, uh, uh, an empresario, <laughs> an entrepreneur. Well, I, I don't know. Do not know be if intimidated.
1: It's, uh, it's just Apos. Well, <laughs> it's no, <just> but APOS.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, like, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. very kind words, and I'm excited to be here. I, I'm super excited to hear that. You guys are back into podding, so, I mean, we always could use more pods, good pods,
0: you know. Well, Yay. this is so, definitely a pod. It's, it's definitely... A very, it's a well, it's, it's one podcast. It's a good pod. And, and it, it, we'll... Of some we'll,
1: sort.
0: We'll try and become good. We'll try and get good someday. And I guess we do that by talking about anime stuff. Uh I know that amazingly I'm actually interested in anime again and we're going to talk about that later on. Jack, are you watching oh, yeah. anything? Like I know before the show we were t- kind of talking a little bit about Castlevania. I watched that. You you checked it out too? Yeah,
1: yeah. I uh I I've definitely been watching some things. Uh some anime, some not quite anime. Uh actually uh, I did not mention this before, I was watching kind of an older anime, which if people are interested in maybe a more uh, obscure thing, a little bit more comedy wise, and maybe a little bit more unorthodox take on the magical girl genre, it uh, doesn't take itself too seriously. I've been watching Ultramaniac and I've been watching it in the most old school style that I have to my name, aside from the VHS copies with the you know really torn up box art and stuff. And that's the DVDs that friends will... Uh, burn for you with various episodes with the subtitles on it on the on the original Japanese uh, I do know that this show does have a dub but I have not seen it and so I cannot uh, comment on it but you know it's probably good either way it's it's a little bit older and uh, Ultramaniac it's been really fun other than that I've been watching <laughs> okay if you take anything from APOS people I'm gonna give you a little word of advice do not make a drinking game out of the Cornetto trilogy do not watch Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End all at once and try and make a drinking game out of any time that somebody swears that there is a callback or a joke that occurs throughout the trilogy. Don't, don't do it because I drank a 12-pack and I'm surprised that I'm actually able to sit upright right now as we podcast. But yeah, that's what I've been like, up to. That
0: kind of sounds like watching <laughs> 24 and taking a drink every time Jack Bauer says, damn it. That, yeah, that's honestly, something that like my that. sister did once, and it was a bad take a idea. shot. If there's
1: a cutaway in Family Guy, or Peter says, "Holy crap!" Like it, it's not a good idea. It's the worst idea I've ever had in my lifetime. Like, okay, there was one runner up to that, and that was taking a shot of of just straight up whiskey. Uh, Any time that something stupid happened in Suicide Squad, and I had to pull that back and say, "Okay, anytime I physically roll my eyes." Okay, any time that I groan, okay, like I need to keep dialing this back because this whole movie is stupid. I'll just have to put an IV of alcohol into my bloodstream at this point. There's just it keeps going. A little bit of a of a uh, callback for some of you who remember that one of the last things we talked about before uh, our little season break was, in fact, Suicide Squad. If you take anything from this, don't make a drinking game out of either really cleverly made movies that have lots of callbacks or really dumb movies because you will die. You will die.
0: Uh, Josh, you watch tons of anime. Uh, What are you watching uh, that that's (laughs) caught your eye or has driven you to drink?
2: Oh boy. Um, Well, fortunately they are mutually exclusive topics at this point. Uh, Right now I'm trying to get caught up on hero academia Um, I've actually been quite surprised with how good that's been. I felt the first season was kind of lackluster. Second season's been pretty damn good. And uh, I think that's all due to Umakoshi because he's an amazing, amazing animation director. And that's something I really appreciate, is the wonderful animation. Um, And speaking of wonderful animation, Welcome to the Ballroom. Absolutely astonishing. Uh, That show... Same team that did Haikyuu. So, if you like Haikyuu, I can pretty much guarantee you'll like this. Production IG, again, same staff. Like, it's really, really good. I just cannot help but want to watch every episode as it comes out. In fact, a new one came out uh, just yesterday. I got to, you know, cue that up and hit play. So, very, very excited. But I'll be honest, everything else, you know, like Centaur's Life makes me want to drink. Started watching Asterisk Wars because, you know, people have been telling me to do that. that makes me
0: want to drink. So it's uh, it's a busy day, <laughs> every damn day. So, well, I, I'm hoping you're giving a liver a rest and watching some good anime in between. No, uh, thank, thank you for mentioning that. My Hero Academia is newest season has has picked up i enjoyed the first season but i'm glad you're saying that it has improved that that actually makes me excited to check it out now that i'm actually back and watching anime again and uh one thing that i watched a few nights ago just because i finally feel like hey you know what i think i'm ready to watch some of the old Japan animation again I watched a three-episode that OVA that came out from 2010 and 2011, and it's so funny to think that this show only came out five or six years ago. The animation is still pretty good in quality. The soundtrack is awesome. But even from only five or six years ago, I can say, this feels like a completely different world of anime this the world that created this anime does not exist anymore A- and i was saying when i was tweeting they don't make shows like this anymore and i was talking about mazen kaiser skl mazen kaiser skull uh have it have other of you guys checked this show
1: out mazen kaiser skull uh the title sounds familiar to me
2: i saw the first episode and i was kind of like i don't know it doesn't it didn't quite i don't know There's the vibe was a little off or something there's a little bit of a jive to it uh,
0: for me this was the show that might have been the first anime that i'd watched in quite some time and uh, it is a adaptation of the it, it's a part of the famous Mazinger series and it's its own entity. It's its own standalone three piece OVA. And it is the most absurdly aggro and absurdly metal anime, maybe, of the last 15 years. It is so over the top and grim, dark, and metal that. Being in the year 2017, thinking that this show only came out five years ago, it made me thirst for whatever kind of think pieces may have come if the show had come out, say, in 2016 or
2: 2017. Oh,
0: Lord. I wanted to see how certain segments of the anime fandom would react if Mazen Skull came out today. Because... There are giant robots, there are evil bad guys, they're all sick, twisted, and depraved. Everything is drawn with the aesthetics of skull and death and heavy metal album covers. The opening, so theme, the opening <laughs> theme is basically Iron Maiden. It, it it just clicked on so many levels. I, I remember watching it back in the day. I watched the dub and just thinking this is so fantastically over the top. And the only way to describe it is that it is the most metal anime ever. When people say something is metal as fuck, that's Mazen Kaiser Skull. And Excuse if, you.
1: Yes, I, I would I, actually submit Detroit Metal City for that.
0: Yeah, Detroit Metal
1: eh. City
2: is it's like it's a spoof on metal. It's pretty metal. This is like Metalocalypse meets, you know, Mazinger.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All that, right. That,
0: that is Mazinger SKL. That, that's a great way to describe it. It's it's Mazinger and Metalocalypse with an equally good soundtrack in my opinion. So, hmm. if you're if you're looking for something as something of a palate cleanser, check it out. Mazinger it's Skull. Palate destroyer. <laughs> Oh you are looking for something a little light, a little, a little chill. Mosen Kaiser skull is, is a way to go. And please s- send me your thoughts at just call me DJM on Twitter. And God, I would love if that show came out today or like in the last year. God, it would be so great. <laughs> I, I want, I want people to review that show so bad.
1: Oh, in any case, it, it, it's, it sounds like a lot of fun. I'm looking at some uh, Google Images while we were uh, discussing it, and it is very metal. It's, I'm it's intrigued.
0: Me- yes, yes. <laughs> check it out. Check it out.
1: It, it's uh, an it, OBA, so it won't take up too much time.
0: No, it's only three episodes. Uh, but yeah. let's just jump in. Uh, Jack, we yeah. actually had a, a legit big news story that came out one day after we recorded the last APOS. We we finished recording, and then the next day we suffered the infamous news podcast curse, where big news breaks the day after the recording. And that news was Sony Pictures Television will be acquiring the anime juggernaut Funimation. Uh, it was announced on August 1st that founder of Funimation, Gen Fukunaga, will... Uh, Agree to give up a 95% sharing interest of Funimation to Sony Pictures Television. And as of right now, uh, not all of the details have been released publicly, but yeah, it's looking like this could actually be really big for Sony Pictures Television, and it could be big for Funimation and their distribution as well. Uh, Eventually, Sony will acquire home video rights uh, from Universal, so DVDs, Blu-ray, whatever, will go through Sony as well. And uh, one thing that I thought that was particularly interesting, Josh, was that Sony Pictures will eventually purchase the film distribution rights for Funimation. So Mm -hmm. any films or movies can possibly be released through sony pictures television on a larger scale and i think this was a great thing in that regard what do you think so far of this this announcement that sony pictures is acquiring funimation
2: well where to start i think there are a lot of things going on here uh and i want to before i answer your question i want to kind of also state something and i hope i'm not jumping ahead But I also want to put on the table here that Sony owns Aniplex. Aniplex co-owns Daisuke, right? Daisuke closed down the same day that Sony Pictures announced a purchase of Funimation. So we know that Sony Pictures already has their own streaming service. I forget what it's called, Crackle or something like that uh i'm very very interested in see how all this is going to pan out in terms of like okay is sony pictures going to move on the crunchy roll you know try and like are they just going to leave it alone are they going to let the two kids play i don't know um but to answer your question directly you know what does that mean for us well i'm just hoping they fucking re-release the stoshi kone movies (laughs) because like those things need you know a good updated blu-ray release and if i'm not mistaken i could be I believe those are all owned by Sony, or at least Sony did the original release. So I'm hoping, you know, now that they'll have a specific anime division, an anime branch, that they can, you know, re-release some of these wonderful, wonderful films that they had exclusive rights of for ten plus years. So I think this is a good thing. I think it will prompt Funimation to do a little bit better. Um, Funimation has been struggling uh, for a while now. And uh, it's part of the reason that they they joined up with Crunchy. But um, now that they got that Sony dollar bill behind them, I think we could see a return of the really strong Funimation with really good uh, releases, with really good titles. I mean, Sony is a, a Japanese juggernaut you know, of a company, so I think this is actually a very good thing for anime fans across the board. I can't think of anything negative about it, really.
0: I had one really... F- interesting thought when you mentioned the satoshi Kone movies uh along with video distribution uh over the last few years uh i've been fortunate enough to see a few of the satoshi Kone movies in theaters uh, as well as some of the other funimation film releases like the dragon ball movies but those were all in smaller theaters and they were really only released for anime fans that, that knew what was happening and knew what was going on. With Sony Pictures behind them, something like the next Dragon Ball movie, whatever that might be, or even something like Paprika, could get released in larger theaters so they could be seen by the masses. And that's I think what I'm that's awesome. Because, while I live in a city where I can go to theaters like that. Not everyone does. I know Jack, you've you've had that problem with some anime film releases where they're a little harder to track down. Um I, I think that yeah, film distribution only would be one good. event
1: so far. I, I agree. That's what I was thinking is, ooh, maybe uh uh we could get like, you know, a re release of the Sacred Star of Milos over uh, you know, a wider, you know, multiplex screening or something like that. Because that would be an interesting novelty, I think. This whole thing, to me, just feels like uh, the commodity of anime distribution is finally being treated like a more mainstream thing, you know? With with Sony Pictures, Sony Television going, yeah, this is something that we want to keep uh, acquired in our content, and Funimation... Uh, you know, you might be entitled to the opinion that maybe not right now, but they've certainly had a really excellent track record with a lot of excellent uh, acquisitions of really great titles and some really fantastic dubs, some excellent talents. So, uh, we have something very good here. I think potentially, I, I get worried, but that's just because I'm bitter and jaded. But I, uh, this is big news and I'm really happy about it. And I'm, I'm happy that we are able to cover it, even though it's been, (laughs) it it was, it was so frustrating to have seen that this had happened the day after we had finished our podcast recording, uh, a couple weeks ago. But, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. And, and I do, I do want to see, uh, movie releases. I, I want to see, um, I think, handles distribution really well and I'd like to see I I, in my head this is really hard to put into words in my head I can see a a DVD store or like someplace like Best Buy or whatever and anime's not really just a section just it's just kind of where it needs to be in the genres I, I see it as being a little bit more integrated maybe that's a fallow. Maybe I'm, you know, living in a fantasy world, but I'm hoping that you know this is kind of uh, uh, a gateway into maybe anime not being perceived as a set genre because it's not. It's just a, a way of uh, conveying a story, and that it has uh, all different kinds of genres that can be expressed through it. And I'd like to see it, you know, just kind of make its way into the mainstream a little bit more, and people not think of it as weird. So that would be great. That's my hope for it, anyway. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, living in a fantasy world or looking a little bit too into this, but that's what I'm thinking, at least.
0: Well, I think now that it's got Sony back again, I think right now for Funimation, which is maybe at worst the second largest distributor of anime out there, at worst the second largest. I think Mm -hmm. now, for the genre, it's pretty much full speed ahead. Uh, Seems like Crunchyroll's doing pretty well, so we don't have to worry about them. And now that Funimation has a pretty strong foundation, I think think that's... I'm having a hard time finding a negative in this story. Josh, how about you? Uh, Same here.
2: I mean... I think when it comes to a lot of these new acquisitions, I feel like anime has been a very niche and a very tight knit community, no matter how much we've hated each other and, you know, or love (laughs) each other, whatever the case may be, you know, and we kind of like to be exclusive and kind of like to have our own thing. Uh, A lot of us like the uniqueness of anime and we like the uniqueness of our fandom. So when we see bigger companies such as Netflix, such as Amazon, you know, and now Sony, Although Sony is a Japanese company. So, I mean, there is some difference there than versus just Amazon and Netflix, complete outsiders getting into the game. But my point is, um, you know, a lot of people get skittish, especially nowadays in 2017, where we're seeing, you know, mega corporations just buying everything up. You know, it's like one day it's just you're going to wake up and instead of Coke and Pepsi, it's going to be Amazon and Google. You know what I'm saying? So that's the future people Mm -hmm. are kind of looking at and they're looking at, oh, man. These you know Japan animations that I absolutely love, uh, they're all going to be you know corporate shills and da, da 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 da. And I don't think that's the case. It's just
0: oh no, you know. Josh, you mean to tell me that anime will have all sorts of corporate sponsorships? Oh, that would be <laughs> terrible. We wouldn't want that. We well, certainly would. Just... We certainly wouldn't want like something like Pizza Hut all over an anime, and that's never happened before.
2: Right. <laughs> I think the thing is, you look at Anime Expo. You know, this is held in the same convention center as E3 you know and that is a yeah. booming industry games are, are 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 popping off you know you you can make a shitty game and still sell stuff nowadays just the fact that it's a game you know that market is is on fire it's not going anywhere but up and the fact that they hold an anime convention in the same spot that they use for you know press and industry of a completely other industry that is super super popular i think you know it's not a one to one correlation and yes it's kind of flawed logic I think there's still something of value there that we can learn and say, look, this is not a small industry. It's not, you know, something people are going to ignore. There's a dollar bill to be made here. They're going to sure as hell make that dollar bill. But it doesn't necessarily mean the consumer has to suffer if the company is willing to meet the needs of the consumer. And I don't see a reason why Sony would be aggressive towards a consumer. You know, a Japanese company already part of Aniplex, you know, Everyone can complain about Aniplex prices, but I mean, no one was really complaining about, oh, Daisuke is so expensive. I mean, no one even knew Daisuke existed. So.
0: Until they announced that they closed, which we'll talk about later. Right. Uh, you brought up a great point about people being skittish about uh, these larger companies buying out smaller things. I've always been someone that is happily opening the gates, uh, I'm not a gateway. A gatekeeper kind of guy uh, for me the idea that something a funimation property having the distribution power of sony pictures to me is an awesome idea because it gets this genre that we all appreciate so much in front of so many more eyes and that's going to allow at least a few more people out there to see, wow, this this anime stuff, it's it's more than one thing. It's action. It's sci-fi. It's not kid <laughs> stuff. It's straight from Japan. And mm-hmm. they might fall in love with it just like we have. And I, I love that idea of having these things that we see as a niche in front of as many eyes as possible. I, I love that and I welcome that idea. I
2: definitely think it's a good thing but yeah. I mean I agree with you There's, I have trouble seeing negative with it.
0: No, I I'm I, I I think we all agree that that this is thumbs up for Funimation, thumbs up for for Sony and thumbs up for anime fans across the board. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I have I have maybe the maybe the uneasiness I'm feeling I've finally pinpointed it. it took me a minute because I was kind of mulling it over. Uh, is I, I think my problem with it is just because I'm so I'm so like I'm still just kind of in the aftershock of what's been happening with Sony Animation because I am a big animated film person and I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, and I, of course, of course, the goddamn aftershock in late July of. Uh, the, the film that will not be named, can't even really rightly consider it a movie. But uh, a, a lot of that situation, all the drama, all of the poor treatment of uh, the content creators, animators, and uh, you know everyone involved with those projects for Sony Animations just kind of been fresh in my mind. So maybe that's even my only uh, apprehension. So I, yeah, I <laughs> now that I realize that I'm I'm fine with this because that's obviously you know different department. It's just, like, Sony's been such a bad word recently for me. (laughs) Well, Jack,
0: let's let's jump into something that's a good word for you, Jack. You've got some some news on Osumatsu.
1: Yeah, uh, so first of all, for those of you who were desperately waiting for me to to tell you and aren't paying attention to news, much like I tend to do sometimes, uh, there will be a second season in the fall 2017 season, Of osumatsu san which was an anime comedy series that was inspired by a 1960s very popular uh, manga series. And then it had its own anime. Uh, osumatsu san was also acquired by Viz Media. And they will be simulcasting seasons 1 and 2 during the fall 2017 season. And I'm very excited about this. And I wanted to talk about this with, uh, with David and our guest. And I wanted to ask you guys... What you were? I, I mean, uh, I know that David has taken at least a look at Osamatsu-san, but uh, Josh, are you familiar at all with the series?
2: Yeah, I absolutely loved uh, the first yeah. season. It was great.
1: It if you're looking for a laugh, people, it's it's genuinely one of the, like the funniest ones. And I kind of hope through this that they will find a way to bring us the the band and first episode of the first season because that was such a fantastic. Uh, episode uh mostly lampooning attack on titan which i believe was the reason for the ban but overall it was just a really entertaining episode because it had such a different shift in anime styles and such but um because this is such a is such a staple of japanese culture for for the anime culture and everything and they do have a lot of uh, different japanese turns of speech and different phrases fr- people have different dialects or uh, little quirks in their speech depending on the characters Uh, I'm going to ask you guys and I have a few thoughts on my own for for dubbing this what do you think uh, the correct approach might be for this because I'm I'm interested I'm very interested uh, as to what the the right approach might be or what they even uh, might do to adapt a few things that might not uh, do as well with a western audience what do you think
0: I would say, Jack, for me, this this is going to be the second time that I reference ADV Films. R.I.P. R.I.P. ADV. Shout out to ADV Films. Uh, And this reminds me of a show that I bonded with a very special someone with uh, way back in the day. Uh, This was a show that was very Japanese in its humor and its style, but it was actually dubbed twice It was dubbed straight with the Japanese humor and the Japanese jokes. It was a a one-to-one translation. And then ADV did another one that was completely rewritten, Uh, almost like that one ghost story show where it was just completely rewritten in its (laughs) own style. And it, <laughs>
1: it, it also
0: included improv comedy from the, the cast of the show and the employees at ADV Films, where, where they were just cut away to ADV Films in the studio. And that show was Super Milk Chen. Um, mm-hmm. Josh, do you remember Super Milk Chen?
2: I remember it, but I never actually watched it,
0: if that makes sense. so Okay.
1: It's available um, on YouTube
0: and it actually had it actually had a run on adult swim if that can sway you one way or the other uh, it was a very very absurd little show that someone and i really really bonded over and it was absolutely ridiculous and wonderful and we enjoyed both versions so i i think jack i'm okay if this were to be dubbed straight translation one-to-one, however, if Viz does decide to get creative and take liberties, I'm not against it if it's funny. And, and I think that that's really what it boils down to. Uh, Josh, I, I am someone that is very much in favor of a dubbing company taking liberties with a property if it's entertaining. I- I'm not someone that I've never been someone that believes something has to be a one-to-one tra- translation uh, guilty pleasure Yu-Gi-Oh I-, I don't think that's much of a secret everyone knows <laughs> I love Yu-Gi-Oh uh, Duel Masters I loved that show too and, and that show was completely flipped around I- into a-, a Yu-Gi-Oh parody of sorts it was the abridged series before an abridged series Uh, what do you think, Josh? Do you think Osumatsu-san's next season should be done as is, or should they maybe go in a different direction?
2: That's kind of hard to say. I mean, so first thing, disclaimer, I'm not a, I'm not a dub viewer or listener. I don't know how you classify that. So, you know, most of the time, unless it's like a specific show that I have a fond memory of the dub, or if I actually enjoy that dub, um, I don't watch it dubbed and the reason being is for me you know I kind of I'm a little bit of a purist or maybe the proper word be Puritan Uh, I I want to see the original how it was as close as I can and so a lot of time um, I'm sitting here just you know watching subtitles so I'm kind of the wrong person to ask but if I have to give an answer like if I have to you know put the gun to my head type thing look if it's going to be dubbed I, (laughs) I think the thing is there needs to be a really, 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 really high quality uh, voice cast. I'm talking like you have Christopher Sabat next to Vic Magnana, Yuri Lowenthal, uh, Johnny Young Bosch. I want to see like all these huge names that everybody knows, and I want them to all be, uh, you know, these respected brothers because that's exactly how it was in Japan. So I think the thing is, we need to formulate this in the exact same way that it was in Japan, but to do it in a way that is distinctly, you know, dubbed. So I think that's the first step. I think that, and you know, everything else will will pretty much solve itself. Uh, I would love to see Christopher Sabat as Katamatsu. I think that's a that's a great pick. You know?
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I think um, I could see
2: freaking that.
1: Johnny what, uh, Young Bosch Vic would be the greatest choice.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jushimatsu needs to be like <sighs> who's going to oh, be J- Jushimatsu? I don't know. This is not my job, but I, I just maybe, Johnny uh, Young Bosch. Maybe Josh be... Greeley. Um, Greg, Ay- he, nah, Greg, not Greg Ayres be like, I don't know. I just want to see Johnny Young Bosch as Chodomatsu I think that's <laughs>
1: yeah. that's
2: a good fit. But anyway, my, my point is they need to have really, really, really high caliber voice actors, very mm-hmm. recognizable names. That's part of the draw for the original Osamatsu. I'd like to see that transferred over. I don't really think the jokes are going to be hard. Like, if you do a one to one, the jokes are still fairly funny. Like, yeah, you know. I would really like to see who they get for like Dekapon or Dayon, because obviously like they don't even speak. It's just sounds. <laughs> um,
1: Dayon! So
2: like, I think it's going to be inherently kind of, I hate to use this as an actual word, but it's going to be very Japanese, Japanesey. You know, I think it's going to be Easy, very much like Japanesey. You can't avoid that. Like, what are they going to do? Rename Dion Doug? He's going to be like, Doug.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm oh saying? My so- God. I love that stuff. I love when something is so terribly renamed and redone for supposed American audiences who won't understand. I love that stuff because it ends up being so hilariously entertaining in that way that it ends up being so terribly bad. That I end up falling in love with it. And there,
1: there's absolutely nothing I, I that f- can ever top for me the the southern the the, the recasting or the recharacterization of uh, the Kirby anime's King DDD from an old man into basically Colonel Sanders as a bird.
2: Oh lord,
1: <laughs> nothing will ever top that for
0: me. <laughs> that that stuff is great. It's so great. I, I look forward to that. If something like that is done with osumatsu-san where they just take it completely off the rails L- like well you know they really don't do that anymore do they they really don't do well, those kinds of things anymore. i just <sighs> most
1: the most modern example i can think of was was hitalia which made it actually funny for me to watch when See, hitalia disagree. can be kind of a kind of a bad word but Here's here's maybe something that I, I'd like to uh, present as an it's argument okay, for you, Jack. Josh, that maybe no, might make you nobody's change your mind. talked
0: about Italia in five years. It's OK. No, go <laughs>
1: Thank God. Yeah, it's true. Along with the the decline of uh, Super Hulak, we've seen the decline of the Hitalia people. And so that makes me pretty happy. Uh, but, Josh, if I could maybe present this as an argument as as much of a Japanese staple as this is, and it feels like it's a big cultural thing, I feel as if um, I I think. That if anyone can manage to uh, either keep it funny or at least keep the intent, keep the keep the tone of it lighthearted and silly and ridiculous, uh, while maybe taking some liberties, it's gonna be Viz. And I'd say there there is a merit. I it's it's funny because I'm almost the exact opposite. I I do appreciate the original subs for various series from time to time, but I am almost exclusively dubbed because I want to watch the animation more closely um, because that's my bread and butter. But I I appreciate the differences uh, between the original works or even just the manga versus the dubbed anime I'm watching because uh, they are basically two separate products at the end of the day. You'll get them in a box set, you'll get them elsewhere, but you'll be able to have an entirely different experience with them. And regardless of what anyone does with a dub, it will never change what's actually happening in the original source material. So I'm usually pretty fine when uh, people go the ridiculous route and have uh, characters go uh, in directions and they might. And I think that might, i've watched this series you know i've watched the first season maybe two or three times uh and then watched it again with a group of friends and shared it with them and the the japanese performances are so distinctive that i think one of the only ways that they can really go with it is to really take it in a in a different direction to make it its own because i really don't want somebody getting into a booth in you know vancouver at viz and going all right well uh yummy and uh, you just got to go shit like I don't want to hear somebody try and recreate that I'd like them to do do their own thing uh, with it have their own unique performance for it and not just try and copy what they have that's what I'd be looking for and I, but hear I agree that. with you they need good talent they do need good talent for it
2: yep I, I hear what you guys are saying um, but here's my fear I'm all for that, but I don't want this to be nothing but, you know, like, I don't want the Funimation treatment of, oh, we're going to make this more relatable. We're jokes about Gamergate and fucking memes that are going to be obsolete in six months. That's my fear. I feel like if they go that route, they'll, you know, it's very easy to take the low hanging fruit instead of actually doing something that's legitimately funny. They'll go for the quick cash grab and it will work but then you'll have an inferior product. Now, if they include both sub and dub, again, like I have no skin in the game. So like, whatever they do, whatever, I just don't want that low hanging fruit of comedy. And like, just basically, Oh, we'll do some quick references of what's hot right now. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they did that, considering that this is, it's really big in Japan. It's kind of big here. That's how I heard about it, but we'll see. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the dubbed adventures and the future adventures of season two of uh, my favorite six John Arbuckle clones, for sure. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I I hate to keep making references, but that is one of, one of my favorite articles I've ever written was an Osamatsu review where it was, Once upon a time, there was a Kiri no No, not a Kiri Fucking God. Uh, shit, I can't think of the guy's name now. Well, you you both know what I mean. Fucking uh, no food. F- fucking hell!
0: It John was something. It
1: was Yeah, sure. Well, he was so good at drawing John Arbuckle that he did it six times in a row and made it a manga. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things I've ever written. I don't think I'll ever top it. Great American no novel. No, cats. Uh, no, I made a John Arbuckle joke once. <laughs> Garfield minus Garfield is is a goddamn triumph. It's amazing.
0: That is, that is absolutely brilliant. Uh one one organization that is about as brilliant as John Artbuckle's cartooning. Daisky.net. Uh they gone. They gone. Uh, another big yeah. story that came out, uh Dysky, the streaming service that apparently existed for a while, uh will not be existing for much longer. Uh official press release uh as of October thirty first uh, Halloween 11 a.m. Japan standard time Daisuki.net will cease operations. Uh when when I read this press release the the only things that came to my mind and and Josh uh, you you probably know this better than than I will is that uh, Daisuki was the first site to stream if memory serves me correct One Punch Man and Dragon Ball Super I, am I right on on either one of those? I think they got super. One Punch Man and Super.
2: You, you're you right on Super. I know for a fact that, you know, or I think I know for a fact, I'm not, like, sitting at, you know, staring at some facts here, but I'm not sure about One Punch Man. I kind of actually got into the One Punch Man game a little late, so by the time I watched it, was on Crunchyroll. Um, but, like, yeah, Dragon Ball Super was, you were watching it on Daisuke first before it, uh, before anywhere else. So... It's kind of surprising, but I mean, it makes sense because it's like, oh, wait, Daisky's owned by Aniplex, or co-owned by Aniplex, and Aniplex is owned by Sony, so when you stop and think about that, it's like, okay, yeah, it all trickles down, that's that's great, but I, I don't know, like, them disappearing, it's not like they held, you know, like, the keys to the kingdom type stuff, like, I think for a while they had, like, Double Zeta Gundam, um, some other, you know, robot shows that a lot of anime fans don't seem to care about nowadays, but... Like half this stuff has already been released on Blu-ray. So it's like, for me in my mind, streaming services are really for these things like that are DVD-only releases that like only the hardcore of the hardcore are going to pick up. Like I love Green Jacket Lupin to pieces. And it doesn't really make sense to put on Blu-ray because I'm sure the quality isn't going to be that much improved over a DVD. But it's streaming on Crunchyroll. Anyone can watch it. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to go and watch it there. So it's like Devil's Ada Gundam streaming on you know, Daisky. Why would I why would I buy this? You know? I just uh, don't
0: unless you're David and you're love everything. Gundam, why why, yeah. Right. You have to be a collector. You have to be,
2: you know, a really big fan of this. And, and but I'm saying, like, even then, like, there's still it's it's like such a weird service. You know what I'm saying? It's not quite Crunchyroll, even though it has some simulcasted stuff. It's definitely not I don't want to use this, you know value judgment words like bad or anything, but it's it's not as um, difficult to use as maybe Amazon. You know what I'm saying? You know, a lot of people are complaining about, you know, a lot of different things with them. You know, it, it just, it's just kind of there and I don't feel like it's marketed to a point where people are actually seeing it. Like them getting Dragon Ball put them on the map for a lot of people and then Crunchyroll got it and it's like, oh, back in the closet, you go.
0: We're, we're going back to Crunchyroll because that's where everything else is. Mm-hmm. I've been noticing lately, and there was some other news that's related to this, uh, Disney is going to be pulling a lot of their properties from Netflix because they're starting their own streaming service. And Jack, uh, I don't know if you caught this news, but it, I'm starting to feel like a, a lot of these streaming services, not just anime, because actually I think it's starting to look like anime might be consolidating a little bit, uh, but I'm starting to think that all of these individual streaming options, they're they're starting to get a little bit out of hand, Jack. Uh, You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon, you've got, on the anime side, you've got Crunchyroll, you've got Funimation, you had Daisuke, maybe not so much anymore, Viz has their thing. and Not to mention, different anime properties are being spread all over the place. And I'm starting to think that when it comes to streaming... I'm starting to feel like this is really starting to get a little bit out of hand and it might be time to start consolidating because I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to feel like the bubble's getting a little too big uh Jack have you noticed this with with all of the streaming services out there what do you think
1: I, I absolutely agree and uh a lot of them a lot of these services will actually fail to even notice what makes a makes a good streamlined uh streaming experience like a, a lot of them i mean you need your adverts you need all different kinds of um ways of uh you know keeping it unique making your own interface all that kind of stuff but like amazon's in my experience anyway, is, is trash, you know? You have things like that, like Crunchyroll's nice and streamlined, all different kinds of streaming services. Hulu, I had a little bit of a bout with because I wanted to watch Community, but there's just too many, you're right. And it, you basically will need a spreadsheet at some point to go, okay, what's exclusive to Hulu? What's exclusive to uh, Amazon? What's exclusive to this, that, and all that? And, and you know, to for Disney to throw their hat in the ring, I think uh, we'll be met with a lot of Ambivalence because I'm certainly ambivalent about that. Uh, th- there is just way too many. I think that you know, uh, getting it a little bit more, not not just streamlined for you know interfaces for all these services, but you know, uh, like you say, consolidating Wiz is, is maybe a, a better option, and to just. Uh, man i don't know i don't know anymore <laughs> i really don't
0: there, there are be so
1: many more easier ways to do these guys there are of things.
0: lots and lots and lots of streaming options out there right now josh uh, e- even with daisuki going the way of the dodo and, and we still don't know what's going to happen with funimation it just seems like there's so many different streaming options and anime is just spread out all over the place and I just feel like it's it's just getting to be it's it's getting to be where you really will need a spreadsheet, Josh. How about you?
2: Um, so here's the problem is I totally get what you're saying. and I feel like we're speaking now as kind of hardcore fans because we want to watch everything. But here's the thing. Uh, I don't feel like a lot the, the general the temperature of the room, from what I'm seeing from, YouTubers, from what I'm seeing from other podcast hosts, from what I'm seeing on Twitter and bloggers, basically people are saying if I can't get everything in one spot, kind of like you're saying with the consolidation idea, I, you know, I don't really want to go after all this stuff. Like some people are saying if it's not on Crunchyroll, I'm not going to watch it. There are people who are literally saying, you know, this is bullshit. I'm just going to keep using Kiss Anime because they have everything. And both of those arguments are very silly.
0: But did you did you see that Kiss Anime started a god damn patreon did you see that
2: yeah i i I did that was going around the twitter sphere this morning i mean i'm pretty sure it'll get taken down
1: can you It'll get taken down pretty quickly
0: it's like
2: quickly is going to be removed with how poorly it's i mean it's with extreme prejudice
1: it
0: better be removed with extreme prejudice
1: that's like a homeless guy coming up from stealing boxed wine from a convenience store, throwing it on the counter and going, hey, uh, buddy, behind the counter, do you want to buy this boxed wine? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's that
2: people really don't, that They don't realize, and I kind of want to address this a little bit, um, and, and I'll answer your question, David. Uh, I'm going to talk about
0: thing- this when I talk about the fall season, too, so go ahead.
2: Okay. I think the thing is... People need to realize that these bigger companies, and Sony gets included in this in my book, these bigger companies are not anime companies. We have been spoiled by Crunchyroll. This is an anime-centric, anime-specific company that markets anime. I mean, it's quite literally the anime you know, fans paradise. And so now Amazon buys something like, Whoa, they're not as good as Crunchyroll." but Amazon video, you know, is, is trying to reach it. You know, Amazon just wants you to sign up for prime. That's what they want. They don't really give a shit about anything else. They just want you to sign up for prime. Netflix just wants you to keep paying for a subscription. Netflix is not an anime company. Amazon's not an anime company. I'm not saying that gives them the right to do whatever the hell they want. And I'm not saying people are wrong to use the logic of, Oh, it's not on crunchy. I'm not going to watch it but i think the silly argument is oh we need something that's going to completely cater to the consumer because that's not that's not reality what reality is is we need a safe way to watch these goddamn cartoons without having to put you know all these different viruses adware spyware on our computer you know kiss anime for anyone who's listening to this if you're using kiss anime like it may not be as bad as the porn sites you visit but the flip side is, what's preventing it from becoming so horrible? Like, there is no quality control. You're not paying for the product. I,
0: I guess so, the only thing that's stopping them from being horrible is their goddamn Patreon page. I, I mean, but, there, <laughs> but still, there's no quality. Like, if Crunchyroll
2: decides, hey, look, we're going to put malicious adware and spyware on our website, you know, and, and start taking all of this information from your computer, like, you know what's going to happen is Crunchyroll is instantly going to start losing people left, right, and center. But here's the thing no one's paying for Kiss Anime, So to some extent, they don't freaking care. And if they don't care and it doesn't bother them, then I guess, you know, all the more power to you. The other thing is like, and I don't want to just have, you know, have this become some silly moral argument of, well, you pay the creators. It's not so much about that because the money that you put into Crunchyroll is not going directly back to the creators. It's not a one-to-one thing. We should all know this. But what is happening is Netflix, they see that, oh, wow, Little Witch Academia does well. Let me get a Netflix-exclusive you know, anime project going. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Crunchyroll. They say, wow, we're making money off of this anime thing. Let me help fund anime. You know what I'm saying? So in that regard, we are putting money directly back into the industry because we're supporting companies that are going to go ahead and purchase their own tailored anime for their respective networks and streaming services. So do we need a spreadsheet? Now, me personally, I feel like between... You know, I have Netflix, I have Prime, and I have Crunchyroll. So, like, I'm in a nice spot. I watch stuff. I mean, your PS4 can handle all those programs. So, like, it's, no you know, those apps. So, I don't feel like consolidating. I mean, like, fuck, this is why people bought a Roku. You know, they they make stuff to consolidate it for you so you don't have to worry about it. So, I feel like in that regard, trying to complain that, oh, man, they're not tailoring to me, well, you're not the target audience like they are tailoring to other people and i still say great go ahead and complain make your voice known but don't become so vehement and like sit here and support openly pirates and this that the other thing because this makes goddamn no sense it's like we're gonna build it you know we're gonna destroy everything because we're not getting what we want is just childish and i'm not saying everybody i'm not trying to label everyone who's you know putting these arguments that I'm kind of trying to argue against and saying, wow, everyone who doesn't like this is just a pirate and they need to shut up and you know go with the corporate industry. That's not what I'm saying. But I think we need to be adults here and realize we are not entitled to these shows. And I feel like there's this you know elephant in the room of a lot of people just too used to getting their anime for free, even though, you know, disclaimer, Crunchyroll after a week pretty much puts everything
0: out for free. So... And people have forgotten that that it was years and years and years and years ago, many moons ago, Crunchyroll used to be not so legit like they are now.
1: Mm -hmm. It was the
0: best decision they ever made was to actually reach out to the anime licensing companies and say, hey, we don't want to do this the not so legal way we want to do this out of the shadows and it was the best decision for the site and it was the best decision for the anime fandom go ahead jack
1: Yeah, uh, as much as I complain that there are a lot of things that are complicated, you know, I'm looking at this from I've got Crunchyroll and that's basically it, you know, I fiddled with some other stuff in the past. There's a lot of things. And what I think it comes down to is you'll pay for what you want to pay for, and you'll support what you want to support. And if you are a good fan of it, I'm not trying to make it like about like real fans or, or fake fans or whatever. But if you are a fan of this content, I think it only is fair that you would want to pay for it. You know, you don't want to continually sink money into something that, you know, is going to eventually, you know, uh, run you dry. And, you know, I've been walking the line with that, you know, young, young college kid here. Uh, but uh, it, it really just comes down to you. You you want to pay for a little bit more of a of a better, a smoother experience and certainly to not. Oh, maybe I'm making it a little bit too moral. But I, whenever, whenever that kind of option ends up having to to happen for me, I always feel really slimy. And it really just comes down to it becomes a matter of convenience. But uh, I mean, if you pay for a service, it then becomes convenient. So I don't really see what the problem is, people. It's okay to pay for things if you like them. That's about. That's my thesis. That's actually
0: the point. If you do really like something, (laughs) paying for it is good. That means it probably won't go away.
1: Yeah, it's like all these – I keep bringing this back up, but it is really hilarious to see, uh, you know, given the, the the online presence I have to maintain for being an artist and stuff. To see all these people who will go online and go, I'm watching OKKO OK on Kim Cartoon. I go, well, fuck you, because if you really liked it – not saying I do, I haven't really seen a minute of it – but uh, if you really like this new show that came out on your favorite cartoon network – why the fuck aren't you watching it live? Why the fuck aren't you legitimately supporting it? Why? And because Cartoon Network has an app too. Yeah, I, it, that that is very true. And it looks nice. Everything's nice about it. It's just nice to be nice. <laughs> Please. We have apps, people. We have apps. Hey, the, David. That, the, reason, the reason why it's even like an, an issue right now for all well, see. E yeah, N is you know they're dumping that whole first season of this new show to you guys because they want to play more teen titans go but maybe they wouldn't want to if you actually watched it when it aired
2: question go for ahead, you david Josh. yeah do you remember what it was like to watch shows on cable tv
0: oh i still do i still do okay so i like i, just... I am someone that appreciates uh for certain shows i appreciate still the week to week to week viewing i i appreciate that i i like live tweeting shows as they're airing i like talking about them in between episodes i i that is for a few shows really two of them uh the walking dead and into the badlands those are two shows that i still do that for so yes i i do still appreciate that
2: so i guess my question is when it comes to the, uh, you know, you're asking the question, are there too many streaming services? I mean, like, did cable TV ever have too many channels? I mean, depending on where you stood, you say, well, yeah, because there's nothing ever on them. But here's the thing. Imagine being able to pay for CNN, Cartoon Network, and whatever you wanted, you know, AMC. You could pay for them, and you could watch what you wanted, when you wanted on those channels. Basically, it was on demand. I mean, that's what we kind of have. It's going to keep, sprint, you know, splintering. We're getting because, there.
0: We're getting yeah. there
2: so you're going to you know expect to have a saying. nice large cable bill but now it's going to be tailored super tailored to everything and i mean
0: that's the yeah. idea that, that is the idea that a, a lot of cord cutters are are hoping for and hopefully we'll get there and hopefully this does, doesn't just end with people having a la carte fatigue And instead of Mm -hmm. having to buy this network and that network and that network, everyone just ends up going back to cable where it's all just bundled together with everything else. Hopefully that doesn't happen because the idea is that eventually we all can see things a la carte as we wish. That's the idea. And... I'm hoping that going forward, especially with anime, because uh, as we've been saying, anime is more than just one thing. Ideally, this genre is easy to access for everyone.
1: And, and, and let's not even forget that just a handful of years ago, uh, it, you know, even before that, it was tough to find it airing because it was such a rarity to find anime. You know, you had tsunami, and occasionally it'd be on adult swim way too damn late in the morning (laughs) that's a good phrase jack uh or you'd have to play you have to buy three episode vhs sets and dvds that was the way you had anime this is so much easier i apologize for the interruption it just occurred to me
2: no i think you have a great point people were complaining you know not too long (laughs) ago about freaking uh Violet Evergarden, that's going to be you know acquired by Netflix. And so, oh, no, it's not going to stream as it airs. It's going to be ruined. But it's like, yeah, remember that time the Evangelion was completely ruined here in the West? Because, you know, had to wait years for fucking VHSs? I mean, like, granted, <laughs> it's not
0: Eva, but you know what I'm saying? They they don't know how long it took for Dragon Ball Z to get past the Namek Saba, Saga. They don't know. They don't just, know, all, Josh.
2: All, the, all these shows... That did perfectly fine. Like, Violet Evergarden is not changing the face of anime. It's not going to. I understand if it's your favorite show and you're upset. I, I get that. That's justified. But wouldn't you rather more people see it if it's your favorite thing? Like, it's going to be on Netflix. That means the filthy casuals will watch it, right?
1: No, it's got to be obscure. It's not cool for me to like anymore. Well, it's just got to be cool for the people
2: who know what it
0: is. It's yeah. welcoming everybody. I don't mind.
1: I I don't mind either. Like Honestly, I I feel like there's a, a bit of an irrational fear that comes from, oh no, we can't have anime be mainstream, we can't have Sony acquire this, we can't have all of these companies that are distributing anime become this big mainstream thing, we can't have this be easier for us, because uh there's this irrational fear that the people who are also enjoying this what is being predominantly considered a nerdy hobby or interest uh is that you'll suddenly be sharing it with the people who beat you up and took your money when you were in high school and that's such a stupid thing to think about right
0: and that's turned out so bad for people for that like that turned out so bad for people that like comic books from Marvel and DC that's turned out mm-hmm. so terrible for them. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All of these people that love these movies so much. Ugh. I can't believe
1: it. It's 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 so, oh, man. I can't tell you how upsetting and tear-jerking it was for me to go in to Guardians 2. And everybody just went and said, oh, it's him. We got to beat him up. And then I had to run because all of the jocks remembered me from high school. Oh, no. No, it, it, it's it's Let's just uh, again, to to quote Josh, let's just be adults about it. And hey, it's not a bad thing because it's not a genre. it's not it's not really as niche as it is. It really oughtn't be because it's just another way of presenting television, telling stories, being uh, just a more unique fashion of it. you know, It's unique animation, and the Japanese will bring different sensibilities to these kinds of stories with different themes and such. But at the end of the day, you know, what's the difference between sitting down and watching something like uh, like Monster and then turning your head and then you're watching Breaking Bad? Like, what's the difference? What's the difference at the end of the day? Similar, it, we're all mammals.
0: We're all just trying <laughs> to find things to watch. So we can forget the miserableness of our everyday existence. <laughs> and speaking of that, guys, I, I actually have some good news. Uh, Jack, good news. I'm looking yeah. at the fall anime season. Me too. And I'm feeling like my burnout from, well, pretty much everything is actually over. Now, for years, Jack, you've known this. I've always hoped and prayed for every anime season to have maybe one or two shows that I mm-hmm. might be willing to check out. And I started It's In Season, uh, which we're going to be doing again in the fall. I started It's In Season as a way to find shows to watch during each anime season that might be a little bit outside of my own comfort zone. Now, I'm looking at the fall anime season for 2017 and I don't know if it's just my brain is rewired to where I'm just diving in into the deep end of the weeaboo space again or maybe creators in the anime space have transmogrified their own recalibrations and are just doing a bunch of things differently now but I was looking at the fall season and I saw let me count in my bookmarks I saw no less than seven different shows that I was more than intrigued for in up to ten that I was at least mildly interested in, and I know of two that are going to be absolute mandatory must-watches.
1: Uh <laughs> I gotta be honest. It, it, it's it's an unusual time all around, David. Because uh, you know me, I'm usually being the dub, the, the you know the, ple- the pleb dub asshole that I am. I tend to really kind of steer away from a lot of uh, oh, don't you know current that, releases. Jack.
0: You know, I go both ways, <laughs> dub or sub. I I go both ways. It's it's
1: true. It's true. You you take your anime in all manner of uh, orifices, like yeah. like your left ear and your right ear.
0: Oh god! I I, uh, I I like my anime <laughs> any way I can get it.
1: I I am not a person who is usually being incredibly enthusiastic about anime seasons upcoming. Maybe I've been like, oh shit, that one random video game I play is getting an adaptation. Oh man, you're gonna see me watching that in two years. But this time, I'm kind of going like, hey, I may actually watch some of these this year, like when they come out. That would be a thing. That could certainly be a thing. And so Isn't that an um, exciting I feeling.
0: It's, it's an a nice feeling.
1: feeling. This has not happened for many a moon. Uh, you know, certainly we've had many podcasts where we'll talk about the upcoming season and it'll be kinda eh, and I'll maybe make a joke or two like, Oh man, David, I know you're gonna watch Love Live, Sunshine exclamation point, exclamation point, the second season. I know you're watching that.
0: And while I'm Holy inside shit. crying, no, but <laughs> why does no one do sci-fi anymore? <laughs> crying on the inside, <laughs> lamenting for this. Uh, but yeah, Some this fall, incredible. Yeah, I know this fall season. Uh, I'll say right now, uh, two that I'm looking at will be absolute must-watches. Is Kino's Journey? Uh, the, the original Kino, Kino's Journey, uh, the 13-episode series, is one of my favorite anime series ever. And the fact that Kino's Journey is getting a, a, another adaptation uh, for a continuation of the light novels, that sounds incredible to me. And another show, despite its title, uh, possibly alluding to a couple of other shows, uh, it's called Inuyashiki and shut up no jokes shut (laughs) up
1: i was thinking of inu x boku which is not that bad it's not everybody's thing but it's not that bad
0: when i actually (laughs) saw and read the synopsis for this one the first thing i thought was this is a show that people are going to recommend for me and when i watched the trailer it's like oh this is my kind of show this this is a david show all the way and that's just two of the seven so far and possibly 10 from the fall season that I'm looking at. And it's like, Oh wow. Somebody oh, yeah. done made anime great again.
1: Look at that. Uh, yeah, how that... about, how about <laughs> you, Josh? yoshiki definitely looks really cool.
2: Um, I'm kind of in a similar position, although less enthusiastic as you are. Um, I'm looking, it's like, okay, I got to catch up on Food Wars, or I got to catch up on <laughs> you know, Blood Blockade, and then I'll watch both of those for the pretty, pretty animation. Uh, Black Clover, because Studio Piero is one of my favorites. Obviously, the yep. aforementioned Osamatsu is returning. Um, now that you've spoken so highly of Kino Notabi or uh, Kino's Journey, I'm like, okay, yeah, that one. It's, uh, it's yoshiki, a top five
0: of mine, personally. It's a top five.
2: I'll have to check it. Um, Inuyashiki sounds interesting but it's Studio Mappa and that studio has shit themselves more than once so I'm going to give it like one episode and we'll see where we get um, oh, it's going to be a not, mood show
0: do they not make with the pretty colors well I mean like everyone's going to be
2: like well Josh they made you know Yuri on Ice and stuff yeah but they also <laughs> made Bahamut <laughs> Genesis or something <laughs> like that and then what was that other show that was like kind of mediocre but like they kind of tend to you know halfway through it just tends to peter out gurdin saga you know what i'm saying like anyway um i am excited for the yuki yuna shows though because i did like the original yuki yuna but i feel like this is going to be bad so (laughs) i'm gonna watch those and see how they are but i mean i'm looking at this stuff it's like wow there's a lot of stuff here and fall traditionally has been a pretty good season last year's fall was phenomenal but I'm looking at this here, I'm like, okay, there's some stuff I need to catch up on, so it'll be time to kind of marathon some things, and hopefully it all pans out.
0: I think it's just because I'm so inclined to look for new shows every season for its in season, things that aren't continuations of a previous show. I I always gravitate towards the new properties or the new adaptations of things. And a lot of times it usually ends up not being very good. But in this case, fall 2017 is surprisingly good. Uh, that's the running theme of this episode, where things just turn out to be <laughs> way better than expected. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, me, me too. I'm pleased. Anime is looking like it might be a thing again, but I'm not starting that Twitter account again. Because no. screenshots are exhausting.
1: Uh, i definitely am looking at black clover myself because again i also like studio pyro um and i'm surprised neither of you mentioned uh desiree that is in my list
0: of bookmarks that is in my bookmarks (laughs)
1: it 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 looks it, I mean, it kind of looks like every other thing, but i I like the look of it for sure. Uh, but my visual breakdown of this, I'm not gonna go on a, a whole big thing. Uh, I think that the breakdown of this is we've got like maybe fifteen percent of some season continuations. You've got maybe like sixty percent stuff that looks pretty good. and then the other like, uh, 15% is like the same shit as always, roll my eyes here. So that's a pretty good breakdown. I want to bring your attention and uh, anyone who may be listening to uh, Code Realize, uh, which that is, is based one. off of a visual novel. Yeah, that I will say right now. Um, it, it is based off a visual novel that I had a hell of a good time with being a member of the Council of Twelve, who... Was still fucking owning a uh, PS Vita. And uh, I have considered selling it a little bit, but I realized, no, no, you got to keep it for the podcast and you're still having a good time. And Code Realize is really interesting and people who enjoy the literary figures of uh, English literature might very much enjoy this. You know, you've got, you've got stuff like The Gentleman Thief Lupin, Victor Frankenstein, Abraham von Helsing, really interesting stuff. So I would say I'm definitely going to keep an eye on that as well uh this this is not upsetting to look at like a lot of times that we've looked at this kind of thing i'm also looking at hoseki nokuni just cuz that that uh, catcher image looks very very interesting they they've got a lot of uniquely visual kind of stuff like i said like only 15% of it basically looks like god it's the same freaking anime style that you always see that people will assume you mean when you say that you watch anime that, the, that there, is another one I did variety. save
0: as, as a bookmark. So you've named like almost all of them already.
1: Yeah, there you go. But but yeah, the, this this season is looking a little bit more variety than a lot of times that I tend to expect. And I am pleased. So I will keep that in mind in the past it, as we continue Ooh. on and soldier on through this anime season. Looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to what you guys will have to say on It's In Season. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. Yeah, we're we're bringing back it's in season. Uh, Cody, Shay, and I we're we're getting the band back together, and I'm looking forward to it. And even whatever shows may not make it, we're I- I'm definitely going to watch a couple of them for sure. Uh, Josh, so far for the fall season, do you think anything is catching your eye other than the shows we've mentioned?
2: Just the Studio Piero ones are going to be necessary, and for me, like necessary watching is going to be Osumatsu too. Um and Black Clover, but the thing is, like, Black Clover... I mean, you gotta remember, Studio Pierrot is already doing... Osamatsu is gonna have, like, an A-star, you know, A-list team. Um, Naruto is still currently ongoing, so I'm like, who at Studio Pierrot can animate Black Clover and still have it on that level? I don't know, but we'll see. I'm like, I'm half-hoping it's good. If it's not, I'm not gonna be surprised. Like, what was that last uh, if show I they can had be there?
0: So. If I can be optimistic, I, I think anyone can.
2: I mean, I don't know. Well, well I I want to don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. We'll see. I suppose so we can we'll definitely yeah,
0: exactly. reconvene uh, later on. We can definitely reconvene, and we can definitely talk about all of these uh, on on Twitter, and we'll definitely hear you talking about all of these on Senpai Coast to Coast. Isn't that right, Josh Dunham?
2: <laughs> that show has been on a freaking hiatus ever since like things got big busy at the uh, on the website. So. I want to do another episode of Senpai, but, you know, it's always one thing after another. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, I can whip out the mic and, and do my own editing. This is why I really appreciate guest spots nowadays. It's a it's a, an excuse to podcast about the uh, unfortunate after effects of editing. So,
0: Well, why don't you tell us what you've got going on over at Wave Motion Cannon?
2: Well, if it's seasonal stuff that people are into... Uh, I know we're kind of looking at a revamp style of the weeklies because people were kind of like, man, we're kind of you know sad that you stopped that. Had a couple of private comments here and there. It's like, man, you know, we would like, you know. So I've been covering uh, Welcome to the Ballroom, you know, week by week. So I would say if you're interested in what that is, you know, please go and check that out. Um, translations, we got tons of translations. We just got tons of Gintama. Uh, right now, this month, actually, about three days ago was the exact day of Lupon's 50th anniversary, so we are doing some Lupon-centric stuff. We've got tons of Lupon stuff up there, um, left, right, and center. Different podcasts. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we're doing. All at once, so and uh, if you're already pledging for that Kiss Anime Patreon, fuck you. Give your money to us. We'll actually, you know, give you stuff that <laughs> is actually worth it. So, I guess I can't really say fuck you and then ask you for your money. So, I guess that was a bad business move on my part, but. <laughs>
0: well i want to say that i think you're all great and i think you're all very (laughs) intelligent and and you know and appreciate good content and when you go to patreon.com slash wave motion canon is that right yep that'd be it patreon.com slash wave motion canon you'll see that josh and his entire crew over at the wave motion Cannon blog put out fantastic Anime content, and you should check them out and give them your support. Josh, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, we'd love to have you again.
1: No, you were the best you. guest that we had for this particular episode. <laughs> I was the only <laughs> guest you had for this particular episode. Shh! No, so don't d- 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 you're ruining God. the compliment! You just,
2: you just no, broke but I, re- I really do appreciate it. Don't break it. kayfabe. It. Yeah, I know, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm right.
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, Jack. No, it, was, what if you- it was a pleasure, and it's always yeah. oh, have you going to be on. Yeah. Oh boy. What do I not? On, have Jack. <clears throat> oh boy. I am actually taking a little bit of a hiatus from a couple of my. Uh, social media presences, like, uh, you know, the 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 Tumblr scene right now. I know, I know, a lot of people go like, oh man, I mean, as if there was anything good going on. But I go on there to, you know, show off my art and that kind of stuff. But I will give it to y'all anyway. It is still Doctor Junkenstein, I presume, at Tumblr dot com hyphens in between those words because you know it makes life better and easier to read. Uh, but if you want to keep a little bit more updated on, um On my current arts and whereabouts, I'm kind of keeping it quiet for now because I'm I got like a big I got a big pile of art that I'm just kind of uh, finessing and really getting into a good thing. A lot of things I think David personally will really enjoy all that kind of stuff. But uh, I usually put those on my Instagram first, uh, which is at Jack the Artiste. That's Jack the Artist with an E at the end. Because once again, calling you out, Jack the Artist, and you too, Jack Draws, on various social media platforms. You too are neither artists or people who draw, you just take photographs. It's still an art form, I will give you that, but why wouldn't you let me have the domain? But if you want (laughs) to maybe uh, be a little bit lazy and get everything all at once, all different kinds of messages, random videos, stupid... BS that I'll do. I do repost those from the Instagram onto one delicious little feed of Inst- and 140 characters worth of ear incon- ir- absolutely irreconcilable screaming. You can find all of that stuff nicely consolidated mm-hmm, at Jack D. Tyler D. at the Twitters. And, uh, I look forward to telling, uh, all kinds of people why I'm mad and then have them tell me why I'm wrong. No, I actually do really invite conversations. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please let myself, Josh and David know, because we love to hear from you. Thank you.
0: And we do love to hear from you. We love to hear your reviews on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. And if you do like this show, go ahead and give us a five star review in, in any of those and just give us the old thumbs up. It really helps out the podcast and it really validates my existence. And I need all the help I can get. Uh, and of course, com, which is currently under construction because it is a hot, hot, hot ass mess. But for all your Delta Juliet Mike Media goodness, go over to Delta Check out the anime podcast of some sort wherever podcasts can be aggregated. Thanks again, Joss Joss Dunham, for coming on. Thanks everybody for listening to the anime podcast of some sort. Now let's go watch cartoons.
1: No plunder.
0: Muda Muda. <laughs> It's too late. Shit,
1: I should have. Too late. Damn it. Too
0: late. Nope, nope. No drinking game. Too late. It's already over. I'm hitting stop. Too late. (laughs)